listening to the Savoir Fair Audio Experience. Are you ready? The Savoir Faire Experience is your guide to everything that has to do with lifestyle. From dating, rides, style, and entertainment. All brought to you by the editor of Savoir Faire Magazine, Robert White. Anything goes on this audio experience. So, let's go. It's still the best. Hello, hello, guys. How are you, Jess? How are you doing with this heat, girl? Oh, my God. I- Good. I am a little burnt, a little burnt to a crisp, but that's okay. It was well worth it. I had my first beach day. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so I can't complain. I can't complain. I'm cooling off tonight. And I'm looking forward to just relaxing. I'm dying, guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm in New York. It's 96 degrees during the day here right now, and my air conditioner died. So I, um, I'm on the mad Perfect. dash to find another one. They're nowhere to be found, obviously, and so... I have a, like a small wind tunnel of fans keeping me cool, but we'll, we'll hopefully, you know, this heat wave will calm down in a couple of days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so so much things have been happening, which have been so much fun this past week. Uh, lots of cool stuff to talk about. I just want to give a little bit of a shout out real quick, okay? Uh, yesterday at 10 p.m., we crowned the Savoir Faire Model Search winner for 2020. It was a th- 11-month contest, and Tanya Higgins from Louisiana was the winner. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, congratulations to her. And in September, we will be bringing her to New York to shoot with our team, and she'll be gracing the cover of a future issue. So you guys need to look out for that. Oh, that is so awesome. Very cool. I've yes. been wanting to go to Louisiana, so it's nice to have a nice Southern Belle on the cover. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. Excellent girl. We've definitely talked a little bit. She's uh, works at a salon down south. She's got a great personality. I love that. Um, there's It was kind of unique because when the contest was over, I always tell them, hey, nothing's going to change. You're not going to see any changes on the website or on social media. Nothing's going to be posted. I'm just going to directly call you if you win. Yeah. And so, so I called her, and she was like, how bad was it? How bad did I lose? Like, instantly. And I was like, yeah. well, there's good news and there's bad news. And she's like, okay, give me the bad news first. And I said, well, you had a friend that voted for you, but it just he just didn't do enough. And then she started crying. Oh, no. So I was like, I was like, wait, there's more. There's good news, too. And she's like, okay, what's the good news? And I'm, like, talking to her through the tears. And she's like, and I said, uh... The good news is that somebody else really helped you out a ton, and you're coming to New York. That's amazing. She and was a lot She bawled. She was so happy. Uh-huh. She just started crying. It's been a struggle for her. She has a lot of things going on in life, and so this is like a huge moment for her, and I love that she's so excited about it. Um, so, yeah, you know, good shout-out to you, Tanya. You did an amazing job. Your team did an amazing job, and we can't wait to have you in New York this year. And I don't know if she's ever been to New York, but what a perfect time to be coming back and, and, you know, coming during a time where New York's going to have a comeback and, you know, hopefully we'll be able to show her a good time. Oh, absolutely. And she has never been to New York before, so. Oh, perfect. First time. I love it. I love it because it's so cool, Jess. When I think about these things, sometimes I have to pinch myself because this girl's reaction to winning this competition was so genuine. And it's really crazy that I created something like this, honestly. I, I, I had one of those aha moments. I was like, man, you really are making people's dreams come true. This is amazing stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge for somebody. Absolutely. 
I mean, that'd be, that'd be a dream of mine. I live in New Jersey, so I can't even imagine, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like coming from down South and like people come to New York and you know, the lights and the, you know, the concrete jungle and all the touristy stuff and just right. the taste of it when you haven't experienced it. That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. And I'm, I can't wait to meet her and show her around the city and get that photo shoot. I think she's going to be awesome. So it should, yeah. it should be the October 1st issue should be the one she'll be on the cover of, but it depends on what comes down the pipeline in the next few months. It definitely will be a future right. cover though. So you just never Very know. Cool. Cause like, you know, I don't know. Angelina Jolie might call me tomorrow and want to cover, and I'd have to fit her in. You guys can't blame me for that. (laughs) So, very cool. Yeah. So, what else is like pop culture news right now? Like, did you see the Britney Spears stuff? I mean, I feel like we absolutely can't go any further until we discuss the Britney Spears stuff. It totally, like, talk about breaking the internet this week. It absolutely just like, took us all by storm and I think with the documentary and how it came out everybody had an idea what was going on but no one ever really knew the truth you know you just kind of wanted to believe what you know little bits and pieces but now that it came out of her mouth I think everybody was just really shook and it's really disturbing stuff that's been going on so oh absolutely yeah but like when I heard the recording I was shocked I was in in utter shock. I was like, which part of this do I, I want to kind of challenge first? Like, is this the part where where she's had this kind of, uh, what is it called again? It's a guardianship? Uh, a conservatorship. Conservatorship, so, yeah. yeah. So right. she's had this for 13 years. And the reason why she had it in the beginning, we all know because that's the phase where she shaved her head and was things were getting a little crazy. Oh. Right, right. But like, yo, when her hair grew back and then she was on uh, – what American Idol or whatever that was that she was a uh, host on? Yeah. That's when it should have went away. She was normal. Back. She figured it out. Basically, anytime she started performing back again is when they should have taken it away because what what's crazy about all this is these people are under her payroll. So she's like paying these people to almost like keep her in prison. And the parts that I really found disturbing went really beyond like because clearly she obviously had problems she obviously had mental issues and you know she probably needed rehabilitation she probably needed medication and therapy at times absolutely but the fact that they don't allow her to even like make any decisions regarding those therapists and doctors regarding what medications are working the fact that she's had to perform um and continue to pay these people and if she didn't feel like performing they would question her and change oh, yeah. her so she wouldn't be so disobedient and she has an IUD in her and she can't take it out and all these people making these decisions for her and her body like this is just way too far way too far right. and I mean no- she can't even be alone with her current boyfriend right but you know what what about that badass move she just made and she was like F you we're going to Hawaii yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's really, it's really something that like we, the the legal system has operated this way and that we've allowed it to go so far. But I think people are just so relieved that finally they heard, because even if you like, I feel like I heard it, I read it and even just hearing it, like, you're just like, she's still not all there. Like you can tell she's clearly damaged from this experience. She can't like formulate her thoughts 100%, Mm -hmm. you know, but like 
I don't know. This was just, I you think know, this blew everyone's mind. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you a little bit that I, I, I watched, not just with Brittany, but um, I watched another interview. I'm kind of late to the game here, but, like, I'm a big fan of, um, yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah, who's that comedian that has the podcast show? Oh, Joe Rogan, sorry. Joe Rogan. Okay. Oh, uh, I watched his show when he interviewed, like, Demi Lovato just recently. And he talked directly to Demi Lovato about Mm -hmm. what happens to these kids when they are famous young and have to live through a lifestyle that's completely different than the rest of us. Right, right. And Britney Spears is one of those kids. Absolutely. She was one of the Mickey Mouse uh, crew before she became really well-known for singing and then launched her career. So... She's one of those kids that were like at a young age, she was in the fame. She grew up a different way than most of us did. And like, mm-hmm. there's some things there. I, I, I still would lean towards some substance issues possibly, but like, even if those things are there, it doesn't require her to have this kind of, for someone to have this kind of control over every right. move that she makes in her life from if she wants to have a child, if she can spend time with her boyfriend, if she can work or if, not, who she's going to see and when. Yeah. Forget that. Provides- up a coffee if she doesn't feel like performing but what's crazy is like even if there are substance issues there they've been she's been under their watch for the last 13 years so those substance issues come from them and the fact that they have been putting her on who knows how many different countless medications which like at one point she said that they put her on lithium like that's crazy of mm-hmm. course we see her on instagram she's dancing around looking like a nut bag like, if anything, it just fed their, their own narrative that she wasn't well because anybody that could clearly see her saw that she was not well just based on that. So yep, the yep. whole thing is disturbing. I, I, I'm really happy that at least a lot of other celebrities are kind of coming out and jumping to her defense and speaking out and just having her back in this way because, like, what what's been done to her from just such a young age is just, it's crazy. She's been their workhorse. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I couldn't imagine, I know it's hard to probably do one show. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I put events together before like concerts. Actually, I put concerts together and right. doing one show on the production side, not even being the talent to prepare for that is one thing. But when these people mm-hmm. get ready for a national tour, like Brittany did when like 2018, uh- they, like, forced right. that on her right after her Vegas thing was completely over. This girl was performing friggin' five nights a week in Vegas, nonstop, two shows a day, and then no break, just straight to, okay, now no you're going to start rehearsing so you can go on a big tour and we can make more money off of you. Right, exactly. And like I said, the fact that these people fall under her payroll and, like, she can't even go to the local Starbucks and get herself a cup of coffee without getting someone to sign off on it is just, just wow it's insanely crazy i'm it's it's a wild situation and i hope i really do i hope and pray that they just release it so she can go do whatever the hell she wants to do with her money i feel like they're gonna have to just because like in the court of public opinion like i feel like so the cat's out of the bag and everybody knows so much about this at this point that like the judge is gonna have to reevaluate this because the bottom line is is listen some people need to be under conservatorship. Some people cannot function and make decisions for themselves. But if that is the case, those people should not be in a position where they are. It, put it this way. If you are working and able to make the money, then you don't need to be under conservatorship. Otherwise, if she really needed to be under conservatorship, she shouldn't work. None of these people should be on her payroll. And you get her the help that she needs. And that's that. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. clearly not 
here. And this is operating like it's just a cash cow business at this point. Oh, 100%. Did you guys hear like the part where she was talking about the place that they actually put her? It was like eighteen or $20,000 a month. She right. had a, a private chef that would come cook for her five days a week. And she had all these people that would come in in the morning. She literally was changing like to naked in front of all of these people. Like, yeah. what a crazy lifestyle in this place that she must have been. And she was paying for all of it. I, exactly. And she's putting the bill to top it all off. And it's like to always be threatening, like if she is disobedient in any way to then threaten her that they're going to take her children away or do any, like, it's just, this is so mind boggling. And I think the worst part about this for me was, I, I'm sure this isn't the only case of its kind in the sense of, you know, how many years have we just let the Hollywood or the media or just like the pop culture train just do this to people? And we just have no idea what's really going on behind the scenes. And it's just really, really scary. Because I think everybody wants that little bit of taste of fame and Obviously, with social media and being a social, everybody wants what they think is so wonderful. And it's like, look at her. She has just been destroyed, like, soul-crushingly destroyed and mm-hmm. lost how much of her life, of her family, of everything for what? Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's really, really crazy. And then Listen, the IUD thing just sent me that, over Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From a woman's perspective, the IUD thing, yeah, that'd be crazy. I couldn't imagine yeah, that. Yeah. That's absolutely insanity in every sense of the word. And if I was that judge, I would have said, you can take it out literally today. We'll get you a doctor. We'll take it out today if that's what you want, period. (laughs) Well, so so what I was understanding, though, is that even though we heard all of that stuff about her wanting to be released from all of that, the court case that she was involved with was not to actually release it. She's going to have to file paperwork to actually go and release it and have a judge look at that situation. Yeah, yeah. Everything's going to have to be still evaluated, which is crazy. Just, mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, like, we can only believe what we hear. What like, we never, we can't even believe everything anymore because we, again, she's on so much medication. Like, and I get it. Like, that's what you have to do. You have to evaluate the situation. But it's just so scary to think that it got this far. And this has obviously been in the media for years at this point i mean the free Britney movement like really really took off you know in 2020 but i mean i've heard these stories for years i've heard these like you know little headlines here and there for at least five to to six years and just that so long for it to surface and so long for like her voice to be heard well that's what it was it was always like people that were near the situation that would talk about it but nobody mm-hmm. really knew what was going on because no one heard from Brittany. And then she was right. like, even against her lawyer's recommendation, she just took yeah. it by the horn. She was like, this is my moment. We're going to go for it. And I actually yeah. applaud the judge for letting her kind of go on that tangent and just let her talk and get all that stuff out. Because yeah. the judge at one point like stopped her and said, hey, you got to slow down a little bit so the court secretary can write everything down. And she just right. went for it. Like, I'm so proud the judge just let her do her thing and say what she needed to say. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed, absolutely. And, yeah, we'll see what's going to happen in the next couple months. But, I mean, I just hope, I just hope that, like like I said, the, the court of public opinion gets a little little weigh in on this because this, and it, it made me question, like, where's the rest of her family? Like, how far does this trickle down? When you have that many people that you're close to that mm-hmm. don't have your 
best interests at heart. Like, <clears throat> yeah, where's like, um, where's her mom's perspective on this, and what's going on with her baby sister, who's also famous? Her sister actually released a statement. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but she addressed it in an Insta story. You know, I'm glad my sister's finally talking about it because now I can talk about it, and I only want what's best for her and supporting of her, and yada yada mm. yada. He kind of took like zero ownership of it and just sort of said like, I never commented on any of this because it wasn't my place. But I mean, if you saw how deep this ran, like at what point do you draw the line between like, this isn't your place to say something and like, screw it. This is just wrong. This is just straight up wrong and something needs to be done. Right. So here's, here's what we have to think about. Here's, here's what I think is going to happen with Brittany in the next like, Three years, okay? We're going to say three years, like the next three years. So first thing's going to happen is this, this, uh, say the word again for me, Jess. Uh, Conservatorship. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) That's going to be, that's going to be gone within 12 months. Yeah. She will literally be free. Then she will get a massive interview. Somebody huge, like not, maybe not Oprah, but somebody big is going to get a huge interview with her and everything will be exposed. Shortly mm-hmm. after that, she's going to release a book, and then she's going to have her third child. Yeah. Well, you know what? I hope so, actually, because I think that, like, it's time that she shares her story. It's time that she gets recognized for this in a big way and gets her redemption. Because let me tell you something. I watched that Hulu documentary that came out on the Free Britney movement, and I remember watching those interviews live at a certain age. And not thinking anything of it. And now that I'm, you know, of 34 years old and a grown woman, and I see, even when I watch the Diane Sawyer interview with her, where she's obviously a respected journalist, like the questions that she asked this young woman, I was just floored, like jaw on the ground, like the way the media manipulated and treated this poor, like, developing young woman. And, you know, I hope she gets her redemption in the best way possible. She deserves to have her voice heard. She deserves a huge, she deserves Oprah at least doing this interview. Mm, right. Serves no part and just like let it all out and make your money. And if you want to go away, make your money telling your story. And if you want to go away and have a, a family and more children and you go live your life that way, then like yeah. rock on. I, I think she will. I don't think we're ever going to hear any new Britney music. But I do think yeah. that we're going to hear about the book. I think yeah. there'll be a massive interview. I think Absolutely. that there'll be some charters pressed against people that are not her family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's going to happen. Like this is going to this is going to take a really crazy reversal, and people are going to really be hit hard by it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what the thing is too with her is like people love her. She doesn't need to make new music. She's been riding high on her old stuff, and that's what people love, and that's what people want to hear. Yeah. They don't need new music and let's call it spade spade there's no one wants to hear like pop music from you know 40 plus either you know <laughs> like leave, True. That for, leave that for the for the teeny boppers but you know she has enough of a catalog and enough music and just like she's just a pop icon that like she really doesn't need to do anything else musically just fucking sorry to music her but just she, <laughs> <laughs> i get Get passionate about we're my good we're name. good we're uh we're okay. 18 plus okay we can talk how we okay. want to talk eh, i get very passionate about my birthday. 
but like, you know, she did what she did and now it's time for her to just enjoy life in whatever that means, whatever capacity. If she ever wants to hit the stage again, she should do it in her own time, in her own way. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, write the book, share your story mm-hmm. and get it out there. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a big thing. I mean, and you're right about the music thing. Like, I don't know if we're all going to go. I mean, you know what? You and me, we're going to buy tickets to see 43-year-old Britney in concert still. Oh, Because she's our generation. But, like, younger kids, probably not. Like, her ticket sales are not going to be like they used to be when she was mega famous. But, like, if she did a show like in Vegas again, or if she did something like in New York or LA, then heck yeah, she's going to have 20,000 people show up. Right. Easily. And the thing is, she never needs to make new music though. She could literally just, she has how many albums? What, like eight albums? Oh yeah. Just, just circle those eight albums and we will be fine. Yeah. We will be happy as a do clown. Do the Britney Spears hits, like just do Hit Me Baby yeah. One More Time, Circus, like all that stuff. Yeah, just hit honestly, the main ones. We're good. We'll show up. We'll be there. Just hit them all. I'll do the choreography from the stand. <laughs> Don't have to pay me. I'll do it willingly. You and know, like. And a shout out to Brittany or anybody on her team that's directly not involved with that nonsense. If you need a new manager, call me, girl. I got you. If you need a new manager, we got you here. There you go. There you go. I'll hook you up. I'll, I'll, I'll be involved. I only want 3%, okay? 3%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, because for so many years, we thought it was some, like, her other managers. And she always had all these, like, negative people in her life. And it's just, I can't believe that this set of people got away with it for the last 13 years. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, 100%. It's crazy. It's it's wild. And, you know, what? I think it's going to, I think we're going to see this, this uh, is not over. It's definitely going to be yeah. a couple year process. I expect to see yeah. a big interview and I'm excited to see a big interview because we really want more answers. Right. And it's true. It makes me wonder about all the other facets of her life, like, I know her boyfriend probably signed like a crazy NDA, so he's not really allowed to talk. And mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a couple of like TMZ, you know, videos where he'll just be like, you know, her dad's kind of an asshole, but he never really goes further. But I'd be curious. Her her sons are obviously of a particular age now where like they're not stupid. They know what's going on. I want to know more about like that relationship, that dynamic. Mm-hmm. I and the son got into a, a fight with the grandfather. If I remember, like, not too long ago, it made headlines maybe a, a year, a year and a half ago. And, like, it's just now my my brain's wired and thinking, like, I wonder, like, these kids know everything. They probably know what's going on. And, like, yeah. they can't even help their own mother. And, like, it's just what a nightmare for the whole family. Yeah. And what about Kevin Federline's perspective? Yeah. Who, who would have thought he would have turned out to be, like, you know, the knight in shining armor in this situation. For what I, <laughs> I was like, this guy really, she had kids with this guy. And then yeah. now he's like, yeah, now he really is kind of being like one of the positive people in her world, which is interesting. Like the stand up guy to her children, the father of her children. And like, mm-hmm. you know, moved on and has a different family. And I know he has maybe like three or four baby mamas, but you know what? He takes care of all his kids. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting in there. He's getting it done. He's getting yeah. it done. Yeah. Getting it done. He's getting it done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a wild situation. I think uh, I'm excited to see how it plays out in the next few months. I, I'm going to yeah. put some dibs on the big interview not being with Oprah, though. Who do you think it would be? I don't know. Like, it's going to be like, like a, it's going to be someone major, but it's not going to be her. Like, it's got to be. 
who's as major as like who's comparable to Oprah? I just like I don't David Letterman or something. Oh, okay. I can you know, see that. Like what's the is that the guy that just had the big Netflix where he was like no introduction needed? What was that show? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was David Letterman. I don't remember yeah. the name of it. I mean someone like that shit, maybe even Joe Rogan gets it. Yeah, wow, that would be something. Joe Rogan puts her on the podcast, the first person to interview Britney after everything settled down. Oh, my God. Or, you know, who could even do it? And I hate to make it because I know he's no Oprah. But Dave Portnoy, the barstool guy. I think oh, that would get Lord. Big, that would get big hits. <laughs> I just saw I saw a thing with him. I saw a thing with him a couple of days ago where he was just getting chewed up by a stock guy on a news channel. And the oh, whole, God. they were just going back and forth, like just grinding on each other. And I'm like, dude, are you kidding me right now? Like, I yeah. think he's a cool dude. What he created is awesome. But there's some arrogance to him that I don't like, unfortunately. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But in a weird way, that's kind of what got him exactly where he is today. Just like, yeah. who just think him like the, the pizza guy, the end all be all, but it works. And he built like an entire content channel like just create like what a creative master in a weird way but yeah no it's it's crazy because when you follow bar stools all it essentially is, is people just talking about current events like we're doing right now but he mm-hmm. managed to just find that niche that just worked for him. oh absolutely i mean great i mean i admire the businessman for sure like yeah the stuff that right. i've seen that they've created that they've, they've they got out there like and he's he looks like he's a genuine dude like he yeah he's a little arrogant but i think he owns it like, he knows it's part of his character. Exactly, exactly. He's kind of just like a regular guy, Joe Schmo, but arrogant and knows what he built and just, like, knows what's coming to him sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I think, I'm saying arrogant like it's part of a, a part a of char- a, like a character yeah. that he has to play when he's on TV, when he's in the public eye. Absolutely. Not, not like Absolutely. he's literally freaking arrogant when you meet him in the bar. Yeah. Like, he's not that way. He's very humble, I'm sure. I think that would be really interesting if, like, he did an interview like that because I feel like he's actually been a channel that, like, he's been talking about the Free Britney for years now. Like, with his, I think they have it called, like, a three-minute man or a one-minute man, and they, like, break down all the headlines. And they were always talking about Britney and what was going on with her and all these, like, conspiracy theorists and, and everything that was going on, even through the pandemic. So I think there'd be a really interesting collaboration for like the biggest pop star in the world to go that route of like the Instagram. All right. So what I want to know is, I want to know this. I want to know how much would it cost me to have that interview? Ooh. I don't know if you got that kind of coin. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I need, I don't think I need to have that kind of coin. I think yeah. all I have to do is go to some people and be like, yo, this is what it's going to cost for me to be able to release the Britney interview. And they're going to be like, yo, we got your back. Oh, well, if you got it like that, then hey. Right? Like, I know some pretty strong entertainment people. I wondered if they're like, hey, yeah, that'd be wild. Because, oh, my goodness. I couldn't even imagine the success of the brand after some bomb like that. And that would actually be really smart for her to go the route of, like, not what everybody would expect. And just, like, a smaller brand to really cat Like, Kind of when when Kim Kardashian broke the internet. Do, do you remember what was it? Paper mag. Paper magazine. Like, yeah. Yeah, like it was. It was a magazine that that people knew. It was kind of niche, but like after yep. she broke 
it, like, it changed the game. I feel like Brittany... The champagne mm -hmm. cover, yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. Brittany, we can be friends, homie. Listen, we can be homies. I got this. Like, you just let me know what it's gonna what it's gonna take, and I'll start making calls. Yeah. And yeah. I'll bring you right here on this podcast, and we'll rock it, girl. We'll put Let's it out. It. Oh, that would be a dream. I would love to. <laughs> like we're. I'd love to have a conversation. Yeah, the thirteen-year-old in me would absolutely die. But yes, yo, I what would... are you talking about? The forty-one-year-old crush on me would be like, how am I gonna get through this? Like, I don't know. Like, I'd have I to have know. her boyfriend sitting next to me just to be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but no, it's just, it's so crazy that it came to this, but here we are. I think I that was like one of the biggest breaking pop culture things to happen in, in quite some time. Because we were having, not that this was serious, but we were having like serious, serious headline after serious, serious headline. And then finally, like something like, you know, pop culture -y happened in a way that wasn't like, culturally dividing, if you will. And we yeah, all right. were, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And like headlines for a year and a half about COVID and the presidency and blah blah blah, and the whole country's freaking out about what is going on. And then the Free yeah. Britney movement gets this eye-opening thing that comes out of nowhere with her telling everybody right. what's really going on, and the whole country is like, "All right, listen, if you <laughs> if you like the girl or not, this shit's not right. We got to fix this." Exactly. We got to we got to yeah. come together. This is crazy. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah, that judge is going to be a hero. She, whoever that judge is, that has to rule on that. Better make that happen. I can tell you, very smart, very smart campaigning in the middle of Pride Month for her to do that. So well played, well played. <laughs> exactly. No one's going to forget that. That's for exactly. sure. It's going to be a big moment in music history for a long, long time. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Everybody's riled up and excited, and then this breaks, and it was like, hell no. We're doing something about this. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. So, yeah, I think that's that's going to be a big thing. I was gonna, I was looking forward to tonight and hanging out with you a little bit because I wanted to ask, like, I um, I had a conversation with somebody a few days ago about the friend zone. Oh, lovely, lovely. And the conversation got pretty deep, and we were talking about a lot of different stuff. And then I had this eye-opening thing, and I was like, oh, like. This this envision that I have of the friend zone now is so yeah. unique, but I think women will are gonna hate this perspective, and guys are gonna love me for it. Well, I'm all ears, and so I'm, I'm trying now. it out on Jess first, and okay. we'll get her response. But like, here's my thought process. I think you'll partially agree with me here too. So here's okay. here's here's what I'm thinking, guys. Okay, the friend zone. All right, so. Let's just say we're not talking about long distance relationships or anything like that. This is a legit someone that you've met recently, not not a friend that you've known since you were like five years old or in kindergarten or whatever. Right. Right. Because I've got I got female friends that I've known my whole life. Like they're like sisters to me. They're not anyone I see. Sec I'm not sexually attracted to them. There's no energy like that with them at all. They're strictly friends. Those I'm not talking about those people. OK, we're talking about. Somebody new, you just kind of met this dude, you know, you're pursuing potentially a relationship with them. And then all of a sudden the woman decides this guy's kind of cool. Like he's a decent guy. He's got some good qualities, but mm -hmm. I want you to be in the friend zone for a little while. Like while we're getting to know each other, I just want you to be like here for me and, and nothing's, you know, progressing, nothing's happening. You're kind of going on dates, but you're not calling it dates because he's a friend guy. And then, right. like, it's a whole process. So right. here's my thought process on this. 
I think that a bunch of these guys are coming into women's lives and women are putting them in the friend zone because there's a piece of that guy they like, mm-hmm. but not all of it. So like, yeah. what if there's like six guys as an example in one woman's friend zone section? She's only known mm-hmm. these guys for a couple of years. One guy is like literally the guy she calls when she's having a bad day. He'll make her laugh. He turns her mood around. That's the only thing he provides. He's not good in bed. He's not. Yeah. He's kind of a jerk to uh, you know old people or whatever. Like right. she just she wants him for the comedic side. She holds on to him for that piece. Then there's for another Edgar. guy. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Then there's another guy who's like you know the hookup guy or whatever. He's like really good in bed, but you don't, you don't want a long term thing. It's just like that sexual relationship. Like. Okay, so then there's all these friends that all have a piece of this girl's world. Mm-hmm. My perspective on this is that one of those guys eventually may get pulled up to, like, you know, the A-team or something. Might yeah, actually so- get a chance to be the boyfriend at some point. Okay. Right? But he's still kind of just, they got to chill there until the girl's ready. Now, the old yeah. school method of this, guys, for me is that I'm pursuing a girl because I want to date her. 100%. Straight from the gate. Right. You know? Jess, I like you. We met someplace. I want to date. That's that's the goal, right? So then mm-hmm. I want to date you. And when we first go on our first date or maybe even our second date, we might decide like, hey, you know what? There's just some things about you that don't cope with me, but you're a great person. I want you around in my life. Let's be friends. Right. That's different than that's different. the first example, right. okay? But I think that women more than men control the friend zone. Mm-hmm. And I think that because... Women have a mental connection with their friends or their boyfriend, and men have a physical connection with women they've pursued. Right. Absolutely. That's my absolutely. thought point on this. So the thing is, are you the type of person who's going to date somebody and then realize that dating was the initiation, the relationship was the initiation? It didn't work, so we're going to be friends, and this guy that you just met now is just a friend for a couple years, and he's just around? Or... Are you the type of person that's going to put somebody directly in the friend zone and make them earn their way to, like, being the one guy while he's competing on, like, this bachelorette type of show in your life? Yeah, definitely not the second thing for me. I also personally feel like I'm of a particular age where, like, I don't need friends. I have plenty of friends. Mm -hmm. And I have guy friends that I've had for years. Um, So if I'm interested, I'm interested. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, as you mentioned, when you go on a date with somebody or you go on a couple dates and like, you know, maybe you're not feeling that connection as deep as you thought you would or as much as you would have liked to, where you then friend zone them, quote unquote. To me, that's just a polite and nice way of not showing you're not interested because how often are you actually going to be investing time with this person? And yeah, you know, so I think that's like a polite, exit if you will yeah. um coming from that avenue but i would definitely not be the kind of person to say we have to be friends first and then earn your way because i personally feel like that's a cop-out and i feel mm-hmm. like if a guy going to put in that position then she's obviously just sort of looking for quote unquote something better and if she needs that if she needs to get all of those different things from all of those different men and she's not really a fully functioning adult (laughs) (laughs) or well-adjusted person because you should be able to be able to be on your own and not necessarily need all of those different 
levels of companionship from all these different men if you have if you're well adjusted in in your life and and not even just in your life and who you are and what you want yeah exactly because it sounds like this person you know if you're doing that this person clearly doesn't know what they want they don't know where they're going they don't have any clear you know straight thoughts whatsoever as far as what's yep. going on you know and it's just again we're we're not in our 20s i i when i was in my 20s i believed in dating wholeheartedly dating i you know go out with one guy this week and another guy next the next week and then like figure out what you like what you don't like spend time with different people and like work on that but i mean that in a very like always make sure that people understand you know your commitment levels and like where your head is at and mm-hmm. then when you're interested and it's time to move forward that's where you invest your time and energy um i feel like a lot of mistakes people make is when they meet somebody that they're interested in they want to jump into a relationship immediately um but there's a way of doing things without friend zoning everybody and stringing people along yeah and still date without it falling under my- those pretenses like they're my friends and my perspective on on that particular topic that you just mentioned about like you know how that's going to work when you're jumping into something like real is this like yeah. i'm a very busy business person i work a lot but right. my my time is valuable 100 percent valuable like the one thing that we have all have in life that's the most valuable to everybody is our time and if i'm willing to spend my time especially in the middle of the day to take your phone call or to text you back or to send you a cute message in the morning or night, like I'm thinking about you and I'm giving you the biggest compliment you could possibly have from me in that direction. So, Uh and then I think about like, hey, I know you're busy. I know you got life going on. Like maybe you're the person that works a nine to five and you're not near your phone at all all day. But like when you get off of work, engage with me. Just let me know that like, hey, you're there and you're kind of feeling it too. Like that's what I need to have. Absolutely. And that's not only is that fair, I think that's just, that's just what is to be expected in right. terms of like, listen, we're all busy. We all have jobs. We all have families. We all have things, we have friends, we all have things going on. We also have life circumstances that sometimes things happen where no, can we be on someone else's beck and call? Absolutely not. But when you're truly interested in somebody, you make time, you figure it out. Exactly. Because as busy as we all are, no one is that busy. The only person that's that busy is not interested. And that's the bottom line. Exactly. A hundred percent. It's exactly right. I mean, I recently, recently got a girl's number, uh, I'd say four or five days ago. Like we're rocking Mm -hmm. real recent and it took me two and a half days to delete it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, I was putting in effort, generally showing I was interested this girl's life right. is half as busy as mine because I know what she does for a living. And, right, right. And I'm like, there's just no way that there's no, there, there's, there's got to be interest here. And if there's just not, I'm not worth, I'm not going to play the game anymore. And sometimes people's priorities, like, don't get me wrong. I've definitely been in situations where guys have been interested. And it's not that I wasn't interested, but timing really wasn't on our side in terms of not that I didn't have time, it's that I didn't have I had different priorities. My priorities may have been my family at that moment, or they may have been my job at that moment. And of course, 
if it was somebody that I was truly head over heels, I would have finagled a way to maybe shift around my priorities. Oh, right, yeah. Again, it just wasn't there at that time. And it wasn't a reflection of me, like, truly not being interested because I actually look back on a few, a few different gentlemen in my twenties where I say to myself now, like, damn, I wish I did give that a chance because I really did like that guy or Mm -hmm. I really was interested or he really was a good guy and he really did this. But again, I was just in a different place of like being focused and not the distraction of being interested in somebody else. So time, definitely key but again i also feel like we're of a particular age where like you operate different you operate very differently when you're in your 30s and when you're in your 20s dating so i thought nothing in my 20s of prioritizing everything else but dating and now that i'm and to be honest even in my 30s i kind of did the same thing too until something came along where i genuinely was like oh okay this this is a game changer so to speak and sure enough as, as much as like things were going on in my life that were not ideal, I still figured out a way to then incorporate that person into my, my day-to-day stresses rather than mm-hmm. just saying, I, I can't do this right now. Yeah, you know, and the, and the right thing to do, I think, sometimes with the things that we do on a day-to-day is to incorporate that person in so that they, you, can get yeah. their, you can get their perspective not only on your things, but, but give them a taste of what it's going to be like to be with you in a more committed relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like don't, don't, if if we're talking, getting to know each other and you text me and say you're having a bad day. Sorry. I'm calling you like, (laughs) like, Hey, I need to know what's going on. Like I I care about you and I want you to be happy. And that's my goal as your partner in this life possibly. So give me, give me some more so I can make a move and see if we can do something. Maybe it's as simple as like sending you a soup because you're not feeling good. Or maybe I need to come over there and take you out and distract your brain for a little while. Like whatever this happens to be, I need to know what's going on. What's going on. And I actually think that was a big mistake I made in my twenties where like I compartmentalized everything where like I would date somebody, but I wouldn't really bring them into my world yet. Like I wouldn't, necessarily make them hang out with my friends right away or my family or I wouldn't like you know I just they were almost like an escape if you will more than anything else while I was getting to know them and in my 30s I realized that was probably one of the biggest mistakes I could have made because how is my life going to move forward with somebody if I wasn't incorporating them into my life and if I was shielding them from all the things that I focus on on a day-to-day basis with my family and my friends and my job. It was just, you know, an endless Ferris wheel where I wasn't getting anywhere and I couldn't figure out why. And I think it wasn't until I changed that, like, dating pattern and that behavior, mm-hmm. I started to move forward. So, and again, not to beat a dead horse, but again, if, if, if people are friend-zoning each other when we're in our 30s and 40s, I mean... Yeah, that's, I'd have to be real with this stuff. It's not going to happen. 100% not going to happen for me. My people that are in my life as friends are pretty much people that have been in my life since I was, you know, 15, 20 years. Easy. Exactly. Exactly. Anybody else that's brand new walking into my life, we're probably not going to be friends. We're going to date or you're going to be an acquaintance and that's going to be that. Right. And don't get me wrong, there's those few that fall between the cracks that maybe wind up being a booty call, but then that's all you are. You're not even a friends with benefits. You're a booty call at that point. Because, again, I'm, I, if 
if that's what the relationship is and that's defined clearly on both ends, that's fine. But mm-hmm. like, like nothing's moving forward, then that's what you are. You want to know who turns yeah. into the booty call dress? The guys, the guys or the girls that turn into the booty call are the ones that you have that physical fucking crazy connection with in like right. the first couple weeks that you're together. Because you're like, hey, right. this right. is exciting. It's fun. I love this yeah. about us. But I just don't see, like, a, a sexual relationship is not the foundation for a relationship. Right, exactly. It's all lust at that point. Exactly, in- yeah. So that's the yeah. person that ends up like, hey, you know what? How about I call you when, you're, when, I'm, when I'm interested, you call me when you're interested, and if we get with somebody right. else, then this ends. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which usually more now because one person does always develop feelings, um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. why again, which is another story. part of this thing that's kind of interesting because when a my my philosophy on this is that when a woman says she's going to put a guy in the friend zone, there's two mm-hmm. things that happen here. For the fellas, I'm pretty sure I'm accurate on this. I'm going to say that a female putting a male into the friend zone, she does it mentally. There's literally a wall in her head, and you're never going to get through that wall. Right, right. right? Mentally, she's like, this guy's a friend. He's never going to see me naked. Nothing's ever mm-hmm. going to happen sexually. He's not going to meet my family if he hasn't already. Like, right. he's, he's been put in a position in her life where like, hey, I want to go out tonight. Are you free? Like, that's, that's, right. that's that dude, okay? So then, yeah. but guys, when they get put in the friend zone by a woman, always wait for a moment to get out of it. And that's why they're willing mm-hmm. to sit in that zone for so long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I don't know. I've never, again, openly or willingly said, like, when I've met a, a guy or or anything, I'm going to put you into the friend zone or it's never going to get past a certain point. It's Again, these are relationships that I think you develop when you're younger. So mm-hmm. if they just transpire and it kind of falls into the friend zone situation, right. I've never, in the pursuit of dating experience that where I'm like, I'm going to put you in the friend zone and that's where you're going to stay. And if someone was genuinely interested in me and I really wasn't and only saw them as a friend, like to me, that's just, I would just end it. I wouldn't waste anybody's time to even. I wish, I wish. Oh my God. I pray. I pray right now on the universe that every woman listens to what Jess just said. (laughs) Please. If, if if it's not going to be a relationship, if you can't see yourself with this person, then end it. And a hundred percent is because that guy's got really freaking great qualities. Really good stuff. And And it's for somebody else. It's not for you. So don't lock him down. Let him go share that with somebody else that really wants him. Absolutely. And I think that works both ways. Like even for women, like we've all been as a woman, I, I, I can't say I've been friend zoned the way that maybe a man has been friend zoned, but I've certainly been in relationships or what I call situationships with men where I was being strung along where probably they knew more so than I that it wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. Or, so, you know, yeah. They I'm... had a want eye or they had this or they had that. And to me, they kept justifying it like, no, 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 I want to be with you. But they kept on, their their actions weren't matching their words. So right. again, I was always like, if there's no interest in this going anywhere, just end it. Now, just end now it. I'll put some other knowledge out there. We'll be, I'll be that guy. Sorry, guys, I'm breaking the guy code right now. Here we go. All right, so from a man's perspective, right, if there's a woman that I've dated and I have no interest in being in a relationship with her, and let's assume I've put her in the friend zone, Mm-hmm. Her, her relationship with me has changed from 
the friend zone to a conquest. Right, right. It's a completely different vibe, okay? She's no longer yeah. the person that just chills her along. Like you just said, they kind of string you along. I'm going to yeah. keep this girl around until I need her. Right. That's the, that's the, and then I guess now I take that back. It's not the conquest. That's just the string along. But like the conquest would be the girl that like you did date a couple times. She did friend zone you. And the only thing you want from her now is to sleep with her. You just yeah, want to prove yeah. that you can get it. That's the conquest. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a big difference. So yes, definitely. Right. I get right. That. So right. I would say like there definitely are guys that let's say they're like the stocky ones that look good. They catch every girl's eye when they walk into a room. They got the, right. you know, the height, the muscle, whatever that that type of dude would be. Those right. guys, those guys get hit on so much that their guard must be up. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not I don't look like that. So I don't know. But like <laughs> they they must get hit on so much that they literally right. realize that like, hey, I can play the game here. I can, I can, I can use some of these people to get what I want, and then these other ones are kind of reserved for like maybe. But making a woman work hard for a man is the same thing we're just talking about with the friend zone in the reverse, dude. You just right. got, you got to let those fucking girls go because they belong to somebody else. They're not yours to toy with. Absolutely, and I know personally, me like in my experience, I was on and off with somebody for ten years that completely strung me along that always made me think like this was it or there was going to be a chance for something deeper and I kept like an idiot kept going back for more I almost gave the best of myself to somebody who I know didn't deserve it exactly thankfully it didn't work out and I finally like my eyes opened and and things went in a completely different trajectory but I think about that all the time because there was a level of manipulation there. It wasn't like I was a friend zone kind of a girl and I couldn't get out of the friend zone. We were intimate. We were together. We, you know, there were times where we were committed. There were times where he wasn't, you know, so it was a lot more manipulation than anything else. Yeah. Um, and I think both men and women are guilty of these things. They just know how to manipulate in different ways. And that's just unfortunate. Yeah, I would agree. So maybe the topic really should be manipulation and dating here. But the yeah. but the right thing to do for either side, man or woman, is just don't put people in the friend zone. Here's a, here's an example or situation, and I don't know how this one's going to play out, but I'm very curious to see how this plays out. There was mm -hmm. a girl. There was a girl that I was talking to for like three and a half months, and I'm not going to lie, I was super interested in this person from like from the get go. From the get go, I had interest and. We talked about it. I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't play games. We were probably three weeks into communicating just way too much for being just friends right. when I decided to say like, hey, this feels like it could be definitely something different. We both kind of strive or we're both striving for the same things. We both got a good hustle. Like I could really mm -hmm. see this kind of being something more connection wise. And she agreed right. with me. Okay. She agreed. Right. Like, yeah, I see that. And her position was. Let's just keep talking. Let's keep getting to know each other. There's still a lot to learn, and we'll just let this develop naturally. I'm all for right. that. I'm all for that, okay? But then, like, right. one day we were talking. We are having a conversation, and she was like, I have this problem with, I, what the hell was it, a kitchen sink or something, a leak in a pipe or something. And she was like, mm -hmm. my buddy John's going to come over and fix that. And I'm like, oh. that's cool. Tell me about John. Like, they're just friends, right? She was like, oh, right. so John and I tried to date. It didn't work out. We became really good friends. And now he comes over and takes care of things at my house, like the things that a man would take care of. And I go and take care of the things at his house that a woman would take care of. 
So she's over there, like, doing the dishes, cleaning the house, whatever. He's coming over and fixing pipes, mowing the lawn, shit like that. So then I'm like, okay, this is that friend zone situation that I was talking about where they're beneficially using each other in the friend zone to get stuff they want, right? But neither one of them really want the relationship, supposedly. But I'm a friggin' man, and I know if this dude is going over there and doing domesticated stuff with this girl, he likes her still. He's still trying and waiting for something to happen. Now, that situation with her and I, we actually met. We had an amazing time together, and it completely took a right turn because she was actually in a relationship with somebody else when we met. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, like, a whole messed up situation. But now, here's the thing I was going to think of. This dude who's been doing all this man shit for her at her house, what's this new man who's, like, literally in her life, how's that going to play out? Is he going to be like, hey, bro, it's cool for you to come take care of the pipe still? Or is he going to be like, I'm the man in her life now. I'm taking care of it. What is that guy going to, how's that guy going to react to that situation? Completely unhealthy dynamic to set up. Because like you said, like either both parties, you're preventing each other from finding somebody new. Because when the time comes that you do find someone new, it's going to have to stop and it's going to be an issue. And again, that's why it always boils down to like who's really invested with their feelings, who isn't, yep, yep. who really <clears throat> situation to get what they want, what they didn't want. And again, it's also you're holding yourself back. You're holding yourself back a lot when you like set yourself up in situations where, again, certain needs are being met and not others. Because if certain needs are being met, you say to yourself, well, you know, I have like that's why I don't even believe in having booty calls. Because, listen, if my needs are being met in that area, what else do I need a man for? If I'm making my own money or if I'm doing X, Y, Z or if I'm, you know. So that's why I just try and avoid situations where I feel like you shouldn't just be getting one thing from one person. You know, like you should Exactly, right. You need to be all invested. You need to know that everything is there. And the thing is, like, a true relationship is willing to work on the things that just aren't connecting. I mean, if if he's not good in bed, then... Teach him what you like. What the fuck? Like, give him some lessons. Like, let's break it down a little bit. When you do this to me, this turns me on. So, like, give him something to lead into. Like, you don't have to fake it all the damn time, you know, ladies? (laughs) Yeah, no. Give him something to work with. Figure it out. Absolutely. And vice versa. You know, like, that's what it's all about. Like, and that's why it's just important, like, to communicate those things. And like I said, just don't. Don't put all your eggs in one basket with somebody that you're only getting a piece of what you're looking for because somebody's going to get hurt. It's either going to be you or you're going to hurt somebody yeah. else. I don't think intentionally wants to hurt anybody else, but yep. everybody, you know, effortlessly puts their needs first without thinking, of course. Exactly. And, and that's the, worked. yeah, that's the part that is the hardest, but it's the part that's the main piece for this whole thing for me, at least at this point in my life is I'm at the point where, all right, like I've gone through everything. I've been single for seven years, the whole, yeah. almost eight years. September will be eight years. And wow. I, I know why I've been single. I've been single because I've been working on me and growing a company to get it to the point where I want it to be. There's right. a woman out there for me who's going to appreciate all of my hard work and everything that I've created. She's not going to want <laughs> what I have. She's going to want me. Right. Right. And so I'm not willing to collect women in the friend zone for, 
hey, this girl makes me laugh. This girl makes me feel special. This one's ready to go out to dinner whenever I need her. This one's great in bed. I'm not willing right. to get a collection of women. I want the one woman that's meant for me is the search I'm on right now. Right. And that's right. it. And that's it. And that's why I believe in dating and not friend-zoning people. Because by friend-zoning right. people, you're still, putting into, you're still putting in your time and you're making others put in their time because friends is still a relationship and relationships take time and effort. Yep. So even if it's just friends, you're still, it's even though I jokingly, it, it's a situationship, if not a relationship. So yeah, it's a great word to use too, honestly, because it yeah. still is that situation. Even if you're not sleeping with that person, you're still getting something from them. Right. Yeah. And again, it's like you said, it's time, it's energy. And those are really, really valuable things when you're out there in the dating world and you're trying to meet somebody. So that's why I just try and remove all of that white noise of the dating world. And like, I'm either interested or I'm not, I'm either, you know, you know, and like I said, if I have enough guy friends, girlfriends, like I'm not trying to add to the collection. Like, yeah. Me neither guys. I got a plenty of that. I got, I got a core group of very good entrepreneurial men in my life and we talk business even when we're out the bar together like we are solid and that's what i want in my life it's that motivational group of guys that give it to you straight and we work hard together and we have like i got a challenge with one of my buddies hey we're still guys right so i i have a challenge with one of my buddies that the first one to make a million dollars in one year has to pay yeah. for both of us to go to thailand and get a lap dance oh god yeah <laughs> Like, yes. it's just silly stuff with the boys. But, like, these are the kind of things that we're, like, we're talking about in private with the guys, you know. And then right. for women, though, I do have a core group of women in my life. But these are women that I've known for 20, 25 years. Right. Anyone new that's coming into my life, anyone new that's coming into my life, I'm very interested in dating you if you're getting my effort and my time. And exactly. if you don't catch on to that, then I will cut you out of my life when you don't even, when you least expect it to happen. Right. Because as you said before, all of your relationships, it has nothing to do with I can't do relationships. I can clearly do relationships because all these people have been in your life for 15, for 20 years. So you know how to make it work. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, that I, be, I just haven't met some, anybody in the last, say, three years that I yeah. felt like needed to stay in my life for whatever reason. Everyone that I've connected with that's been single, and I'm talking like straight up single people, obviously, like right. I'm, I'm interested in dating and I'm upfront about it. I'm like, hey. I'm really interested in you. I want to take you on a date. I want to get to know you from that perspective. Right. And if it doesn't work out, then my cop out, my cop out, like Jess said, is, well, maybe we're better off friends. But the truth is I'm never going to talk to you again. Exactly. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> it's the fade out that's, right there. That's it. Hell is old as time, but that's the truth. Whenever somebody says anything like that, it just really means like, it's their polite way of backing out, their polite way of exiting, but they don't really know how else to say it, but we could still be friends, but yeah, we all know, you know? Yeah. And if so you don't, I want to, I want to encourage every man and woman that's listening to this podcast right now to start going through your friend list and figure out women, figure out which of these guys actually are there doing all these things, nice things for you because they want to sleep with you still and let these dudes go so they can go find a woman they actually want to be in a relationship with. Cause you're cock blocking them right now. Right. Right. And, and on the men's side, if you've got a bunch of women just kind of chilling, 
knock that play away stuff off. If you're 2025, 20, have fun, but date, but like be real with people. Don't be holding on to things that you don't want to keep long term because those women deserve happiness too. And you're just playing with them. Absolutely. And your time and energy are really all you have. So make sure you're focusing on all the positive things and the positive people that help you achieve all of the, everything that you want in life. And don't waste your time zoning people. Don't waste your time investing your energy and investing all of your precious time into people that aren't going to do that for you. And just always keep that top of line. I think that is super important. And the best advice anybody that's out there dating can should like hold on to is just remember how valuable your time is. 100%. A hundred percent. Time is the biggest currency we all have. And you need to respect mm-hmm. those people that are giving you their time because that's really important. Like, like just giving me an hour every week to record this podcast. Yeah. I, really, I really appreciate you and your effort and time here. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. So I want to just uh, sum everything up for us. I, I love talking, dating and stuff. We definitely need some new topics, but you guys can send us emails at info at savfair.com and, you know, directly give us comments about the podcast. Let us know what you're thinking about it all. Um, give us some topics, like things that maybe we don't hit on very often. And the other thing I wanted to shout out a little bit is this amazing brand new Savo Fair model search contest is kicking off on August 1st. And we just crowned Tanya Higgins our winner of last year, like the 2021 season. Um We've completely revamped it. It's a nice short thing. It's like three months long instead of 11 months long to get our winner now. The prize package is an all-exclusive paid trip to New York City to be treated like a queen, a massive photo shoot. You'll be on the cover of the magazine. You get to tell the whole world your story, whatever that story may be. Use us as your platform if you win. Um, But we are looking for contestants, and we want a lot of you. So, ladies, if you're out there, you just go to uh, SavoirFairModelSearch.com. Hit the enter option, fill out the application. You get to submit one lovely photo of yourself. Make sure it's not nude. (laughs) And we will get you into the contest. Uh, Women of all ages, women of all stories. That's what we're looking for. So, um, and I would love some opinions from some of the guys out there listening to us. Do you think we should let guys into this cover competition? Because I know we're kind of like the men's entertainment brand, but... I think that, like, there's some men out there that deserve to have a spotlight on them as well. So we're, we're considering this option, but give me your feedback in email. There you go. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up, guys. Um, Jess, I really appreciate you again. You know, take some advice on the friend zone here. Brittany, good luck to you. Remember, we're here for you if you want to do that interview. Get a hold of us. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd freak the hell out if Brittany, anyone from Brittany's team called us and said, yo, we're in. Yes, that's it. Well, hopefully this makes its way to her. We got your back. Super excited. Let's do it. All right, guys, we're out of here. Thank you for listening to the show. Please take a minute to head over to www.savfair.com and subscribe to our publication.